Well, hello, I'm Robert Johnson. I'm the location pastor here at Leewood at the Church of the Resurrection, and I'm back with you for another episode. I believe this is our third episode of Resurrection Stories, where we are exposing our congregation in the greater KC area to some of the amazing people who are on staff here and are part of our congregation here at Church of the Resurrection. And we hope uh, that as we tell their stories of transformation, hope, uh, service, and mission, that you'll be inspired to deepen your own relationship with Jesus Christ as well as possibly, maybe, uh, come by and visit us at Resurrection to see what God's doing over here. Uh, we, we have some amazing stuff uh, for all kinds of needs, to address all kinds of concerns and help all kinds of people. And we think you might find a place here uh, that, that will feel like home. And so we're back for another episode. As we go into the, today's episode, I want to encourage you to share this episode with your friends and your circle of influence. You can do that by going to core.org slash podcast, and you can find the link there and then share it everywhere. Share with all of your circle of influence and invite them to come and listen to our podcast. We're back again. This is episode number three. We have another fabulous guest with us. Uh, she is Pastor Hemi Jones, and she is doing amazing work at Resurrection. We're delighted to have her. Pastor Hemi, welcome to Resurrection Stories. Thank you, Robert. It's so good to be in your presence again. We work very closely day to day, but yeah, I, yes, we do. I appreciate this time just, you know, get to know each other better even more. Yes. Okay? As a matter of fact, let's be honest, Pastor Hemi is actually my, she coaches me here to kind of help keep me in order and structured <laughs> and focused and on point. And I'm so glad she's here and I'm so glad she courageously does that <laughs> every day. So grateful for you and love you and your family. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a chance to fellowship with you all with Pastor Angle Tobu mm -hmm. very early on and enjoy that. But thank you for coming on. This is where it's a great thing we're trying to do mm -hmm. here to tell the story of resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I think you're one of the best people to do that. So let's start here. Will you tell us, uh, how did you get to resurrection? Tell us the journey of coming on to resurrection, how long you've been here, and then what work are you doing now here at resurrection? So before I came to resurrection, I was an elder. Um, I was a senior pastor at a small church called Monticello United Baptist Church. And I was a senior pastor for three years and the ministry was going just well, and people loved me, and I loved them, and we love all God. But there was a voice inside me, no reason, but there was a voice saying, you need to leave and learn more. And I just had a feeling that I need to relearn the church from the scratch. And there was no other place than resurrection that I could do it. So I'm so grateful for this opportunity, being, being part of the resurrection and kind of relearn the church and relearn the ministry and pastoring with these amazing pastors around me like you and Pastor Adam and all of those amazing staff, as you mentioned. So that's how I came here. And you've been here how long now? This is my second year appointment, so okay. one and a half years. Okay. And tell folks what you do every day at Resurrection. So um, I serve as a director of connection and care minister. I mean, pastor. I'm a minister too, but um, as a pastor. So in our team, we have six pastors who are just dedicated and gifted to serve others. So Monday through Friday, we, um, we our team visits those in the hospital or anybody who is in need of comfort and prayer and counsel. So we just dedicate ourselves to serve others um, in need of any any emotionally, spiritual difficulty or health and healing um, or grief and loss. So we are just dedicated to serve others. Um, and also 
we are here to connect. So anybody who comes to our way saying, I just want to learn about the church. What's the next step in faith? We just like to meet with them over coffee and get get to know them better. And we just get to know them, know each other better through the coffee, you know, to share time. So it's such a fun ministry that I just cannot believe I'm doing this because it's kind of my dream job. Uh, before I came here, I was a hospital chaplain. So one-on-one conversation was my gig. I love that kind of one-on-one relationship and getting to know the other person better. So this really fits my gifts and passion uh, just to walk alongside others wherever they are and just listen to their story and how God is present in their story. So that's what I do and our team does. And I'm so proud to and privileged to work with over um, 100 volunteers who are committed to this ministry. Without them, we cannot sustain this amazing care ministry. So uh, we uh, stay close with them. We uh, inspire each other. We share stories. And they are just the best of people that I can work with. So I'm so grateful for uh, Connection Care Ministers that we get to work with. And we just share the joy and privilege to serve others. They are amazing people. Yes, they are. So when I first came on, you invited me to meeting and introduced me to that group. Mm-hmm. And I was astonished at how many people were there. Now, yes. Mm-hmm. These are volunteers. Mm-hmm. I was astonished at how passionate they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was astonished at how detailed everything mm-hmm. uh, in terms of our care ministry is. It's so detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, when a call comes in, uh, when someone reaches out, the way, the, the expectation of how quickly we respond mm-hmm. to uh, recording the inform- what happened in that yes. in our care for them yes. and passing that on mm-hmm. so that later on down the line, if that person calls again, we can go into our system. Mm-hmm. The next pastor who may mm-hmm. get the call mm-hmm. can see what happened. The previous. It is just so detailed, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud to be a part of a church yes. that puts that kind of time and effort. To, to into being excellent with caring for people. Yes. Right? All the connection and care ministers comes with their own faith and story, sometimes wounded story, yeah. and use that story and wound to serve others. So we kind of divided three groups of care, uh, loss and grief, okay. health and healing, and relationship and mental illness. So everybody is specialized in their gifts and kind of focused to just serve others um, in that category of, of the life events. So yeah. we kind of, I, I feel that's excellent yes. that we kind of honor everybody's gifts and stories and being able to share that with others. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell people, since we're in this conversation, people may be listening and maybe they are members, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're in the community. But they want to connect with resurrection. They want to connect with the pastor. Most folks do not want to connect with the pastor. Mm-hmm. They they'll connect with her, but maybe they want to connect with the pastor mm-hmm. to find out more about resurrection. How do they find? Where can they find the connection and care pastors? Go to our website. Yes, I mean, um, easiest way is go to the website and request a care. It sounds very broad, but that's the direct way that connect with a care and pastor. So just just fill out the what what the life stories you are dealing with, and it will just be right there. Um, also, you can call uh, the emergency page number that is listed on our church website, too. So we share that um, responsibility throughout Monday through Sunday, 24-7. So any life crisis moment, like somebody died in the family, you just need somebody to pray together, or any just crisis moments that you need somebody to pray together, we are there. So that, that's just amazing dedication and commitment that we our team offers to the 
your members of the church. And I just want to reemphasize that mm-hmm. because I, you and I have been pastors. I've mm-hmm. been pastoring for over 25 years. And so many times in my journey, there were times that I thought we could inspire people. Mm-hmm. We could encourage people. We could uplift people. We could invite people. We could pack a room. Mm-hmm. But if people came with real needs, mm-hmm. that we didn't have the resources to respond. Mm-hmm. And maybe we didn't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. So as you learn, I'm still learning from about ministry from resurrection. So am I, because mm-hmm. I get here and it's like, Resurrection is being so intentional about preparing mm. so that whoever shows up, mm. that once they hear the message of hope, mm. it's not just a sermon, it's mm. not just about, but that there's follow, there can be follow through if you want it. That is so important. Yeah. Yes. So once we as pastors respond, like first responders <laughs> to the emergency pages, we continue that care um, in the partnership with the Connection and Care Minister, the laity, the volunteers, and they continue to follow with the cares month and month just to make sure that they are in good stand. So I, I'm just impressed how we communicate very well through our system, the nurture shared with the confidential confidentiality. Um, we share the notes and that care is very consistent, um, very reliable. So once somebody is connected with us, I guarantee they get the best path for care at resurrection. So for our members who are listening, if mm-hmm. if you have a need, please reach out. I want to I want to pause the intensity of our conversation just for a second, mm-hmm. and I want people because you have a great sense of humor. You and I have so much fun. Uh, but you want- <laughs> you make you make fun of me being intense all the time. <laughs> you are your focus is more not not so much intense. It's you you're just extremely focused. But it's helpful, though, yeah. uh, to have a balance. So mm-hmm. we, I think we work very well together. Great. Uh, tell, what's your favorite movie? So that's, I know that it's easy question for everybody else, but that's very, very difficult question for me because I have a hard time to choose favorite because that's such exclusive question. I love all. So I rephrase that question a little bit, say, asking myself, what is the latest one that you liked? Okay. And that's my tough. answer to that yes. is... The show called The Boys, that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Have you watched it? Yes. Okay, that's the that's the story about what if the bad people get the superpower yeah. contrary to the Avengers and you know, that kind of that's kind of twist of you know, perspective. <laughs> so that's the that's the one. Yes. I, I like it. Yes. You watch it with your kids? No, that is too violent for my seven and nine year old kids. So I, I watched the whole season with my husband, um, and we are looking forward to the next one. As a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't get a chance to ask. Tell folks about how, how long you've been married, your kids. So just last Sunday, we celebrate 11th anniversary. So we celebrate, yes, we made it each year. <laughs> we, we made it. Uh, and then we we have two kids, a Connor, nine-year-old son, and Yuna, seven-year-old daughter. So, yes. Whom you got to take to your, your, your native home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is home. Kansas is home. Yes. You got to take to Korea. Yes. And they got to experience that, which was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Hemi, I want to move. And, you know, the, the theme of this podcast is resurrection stories. And I like to tell stories about mm-hmm. how God's at work in people's lives. And how they've experienced transformation mm-hmm. and experience, experienced hope maybe when they were facing despair. Would you tell us your faith story and uh, kind of uh, focus in on what was the turning point mm-hmm. in your decision to become a father? Jesus. Of course. I'll, I'll try to say it in a very brief way, but my story has to begin 
to back when I was a baby. Because from my parents' generation, it was an it was a family honor to have a son, and they they kept trying, and I was the third child, and they were one hundred percent sure that it was going to be a son to carry down their you know the family name. So as a childhood story, it was not told as a like hurtful way, but it was kind of just fun story that they shared. But it kind of stayed in my heart. I wouldn't say it wound, but. It kind of stuck with me. The story was they were disappointed that I was not the son that they were waiting for. So I was loved. Don't worry. I was loved. <laughs> and, you know, they were fine. But, you know, you know, just one of the stories that your parents tell you and then somehow it stick with you. So with that said, um, my story where I had a hard time um, accepting myself as I am. And that's how I became a people pleaser. And I tried and tried. I wanted to please my parents and it never worked. I mean, it worked, but um, it can never work because my calling was not to please them. So it was weird because when people leave their country, there must be a reason. Like, But when I left my country, there was no reason. But hearing the voice of God saying, go forth, just like Abraham. So I came to America not to be a pastor or not to be a certain person, but I just needed to leave my country, go forth. And that was the story that I can relate to the prodigal son. Just I just need to leave. Mom and dad, I'm leaving you. I don't know why, but I need to explore the world. So I came to America to, to study theology without knowing what I want to do or why I study that. So you want to study theology, but not necessarily to become a pastor. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting, right? Because that's a big investment because I was having a good job. I was English teacher and I was very having a comfortable life. And I left all of that just for nothing. And I just needed to leave. So I went to Drew Theological School and I studied religion and psychology. And I came back to Korea and I didn't know what to do with my life. So I came back to Yale Divinity School. And at that time, I studied Master of Divinity. And I still didn't know what to do. And in my final year in my seminary, I did the CPE uh, internship. And I was meeting patients just one-on-one in the each, each patient room. And I asked myself, I hated it, by the way. <laughs> like, who am I that I visit this? Who am I? Like, what authority do I have, right? And I just took the courage because that's what I needed to do. And when I introduced myself, I'm a chaplain. I'm here to listen. And contrary to my sense of inadequacy, they just opened up their story to me and telling me how God is working in their lives. And I found God in the story of others. And when I heard their story, I was able to see my God in my story. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So fascinating story. So encountering those moments, I realized that, you know what? My identity is a daughter of God. I'm I'm the child of God. And that's the anchor that I needed to restart building my life on. So from that point, um, I see that okay, I'm not man. I've never seen a female pastor in my whole life in South Korea. So being a pastor was not an option. So I found myself being a servant of God, not as a pastor. I found myself being a servant of God who listens and carries the wounds of hearts. 
So that's how I became a chaplaincy, and that's that's kind of defining moment. Yeah. So you literally mm-hmm. made the decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ by being engaged in service. Yes, the servanthood. Mm-hmm. That was a fascinating story. And hearing these stories of people who are believers talk about their relationship with God mm-hmm. and through that, that's a great story. So so very few people connect their called their uh, call to ministry pastors to when they begin to follow Jesus, but they those were intertwined for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great story. What a yeah. great story. Because I always feel I'm not good enough, yeah. you know, because yeah. I just wanted to be a pleaser. <laughs> but when I kind of liberate myself from that, I, I could be a follower yeah. of Jesus. Yes. At another time, another conversation, another time, we'll have to talk about your experience at Yale. Uh, that's very fascinating. So you're here at Resurrection now and uh, doing amazing work. Have you started to think about, you've got two kids. 11, been married 11 years. Are you thinking about legacy in terms of, you know, when it's, when, when you're done and God calls you uh, into his eternal, like what legacy do you think you might want to leave? You know, it's hard to tell because I may not get to see the harvest. You know, I just need to have faith in God that I just give myself and in God's kingdom it's it's received. The seeds are received. So I just keep going. What a great answer. What a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> so don't think about your legacy. Just mm-hmm. do the things that God has called us to do. Right. Let God worry about Yes, it. yes. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> just enjoy today and do what you can do. <laughs> I love that. So final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going into the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Super excited about that. Uh, tell Folks, one thing that you recommend they do to make this the best holiday season ever? I know that it sounds not very attractive, but I will say serving. Yes. Because when you meet those in need of anything, that's when you see Jesus. Service, servanthood, just be where Jesus will be. Yeah. Wow. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having, having this conversation me. with me. You're, you're courageous in this first round of podcasts and conversations to come on. But thank you so much. And thank you all for listening in. Again, we want you to share this podcast with your circle of influence. And you can do that by going to core.org slash podcast. And you can find the link and we encourage you to share it. We also want to invite you to come and experience resurrection in person. We have worship services here every weekend, but stuff going on all during the week, all kinds of ministries, activities, recovery groups, Bible studies, small groups, ways for people, ways to get connected, ways to serve uh, that are so important. So we encourage you to come over and meet us and uh, and get connected. And most of all, we pray that you are inspired by this conversation with Pastor Hemi and that you will deepen your own walk with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time on Resurrection Stories. <music>